Welcome to the Luminous Life Podcast. I'm Erica Menento, your host, and in each episode, we'll talk to women about how they are living their most luminous lives. We'll hear about the moments where their beauty, skin, and soul fuse together to pick them up, dust them off, and create change and impact they never thought was possible. It's never easy, and here, they'll share how they did it and what they're doing next. Christine Mason is the founder and CEO of Rosebud Woman, a luxury, intimate skincare company made with impeccable plant-based ingredients. Rosebud Woman is Christine's latest venture after 20 plus years in the tech and startup sector with multiple $100 million plus exits. Now Christine chooses to focus on companies that make a meaningful difference in the quality of people's lives and experiences. She's a yoga instructor, writer, musician, mother, and has traveled all over the world. Today, she's here with us to talk about why we women need intimate skincare and how the language we use around all things feminine has the power to change the world. Thank you so much for coming all the way out here, Christine. I'm really happy to be here. I know we're a hop, skip, and a jump from New York City, but sometimes that hop, skip, and a jump can take a long time. Uh, you you set me up right. I was traveling in style during that rush hour traffic. <laughs> so I knew that I had to meet you after two really um, important moments. One was when my co-founder Shannon said to me that I needed to bring on this intimate skincare company because it was everything that I believed in. But more than that, there was a book. <laughs> and yeah. the book was what she was bringing home to pitch me rosebud right Mm. so i picked up the book and it's called the invitation it is on my bedside table it is on my coffee table in the spa it has been a gift to almost every woman i know Mm. um so this when i when this came to me this invitation i thought oh man this is this is an interesting woman this is a woman that gets it So can you tell me a little bit about your book, The Invitation? All right. Yeah. The book was a way of wrapping the underlying manifesto of the whole company um, around beautiful images. And Mm. it was a delight to write. So the woman, a lot of people fall in love with the illustrations. And the illustrations are done by a woman named Uvra. And I knew that I wanted somebody who would be able to integrate the biological stuff with the sense that you are nature. You are an organic, evolving, perfect thing. Uh, And I went on on Instagram and I found her. She is a vaginal aura portraitist. No way. That's (laughs) That's a thing. actually what she does. Wow. She does a beautiful artist. And we collaborated over the the last year to do that. Uh, The book is divided up into a bunch of different topics because I didn't want to only focus on the idea of the sort of greater vulvar or vaginal region mm-hmm. um, as an isolated thing because right. it nests in the pelvic bowl, which nests in the body, which nests in a culture. And so there's other things in there about what self and self-love and self-care might look like. So I think that what the subtitle is, the daily love for your intimate self, is mm-hmm. what makes the invitation something that makes you want to dive in right away. Right? Oh, thank you. The, that subtitle, uh, you know, when it's it was presented along the lines, along with Rosebud, right? The Rosebud Woman brand, the products that that you've developed. But to see that, I thought, oh my goodness, this founder, this woman that started this company cares more than just about 
the products and cares more than just about the vaginal area or the intimate skincare area. So I, I, when people pick this book up, they start and think, oh, wow, it's so beautiful. And they're looking at the illustrations and they're like, whoa, is this a vagina? <laughs> it's almost like they don't expect right. it. Right, and right. Uh, and I, I think what you're doing in the mission of your company, the purpose of your company is so special because it's giving voice to a part of our bodies that when you really think about it has been super neglected. I know women who've had multiple children who don't know the names of their own body parts. Right. And this idea, it's a natural thing. There's not meant to be any accusation or blame for not knowing. Mm -hmm. You learn a little bit in high school. Mm -hmm. If you read some magazines or maybe if you have a problem, Mm -hmm. you might go and find out more about your body. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a larger uh, question around if it's been shamed, if it's been denied, if it's been That's repressed, right. then, you know, who, who, what's the kind of person who would go and look at areas that have been made taboo by the society? Yeah. Only real outliers. Can you talk more about that? What do you mean areas that have been made more taboo by society? Well, if you are my age, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, my early 50s now, uh, there was no such word as slut shaming. When we were growing up, right. you know, that's a really new idea right. that you um, should be able to own your sexuality and claim your sexuality mm-hmm. was not a thing. I, so, you know, that's, that's part of it. Um, I, w- I tell the story in both the book and in an earlier blog about going out to name the products and really wanting to not call it anything after the yoni because it seemed too Eastern. Right. And I went on Urban Dictionary, one of my right. favorite places to hang out. Right. Uh, as a linguist and totally. an English person, you'll understand totally. that. Um, and we found more than 760 words for pussy, and only a small fraction of them were kind. I think you said there were like three of them. Yeah, I think there might be eight now. Okay. I, we also make the joke that Breakfast of Champions was in there. I know. <laughs> so I was like, is that a good one? I had to read it twice. Bad one. <laughs> I think it's actually in the bad category. Right. But uh, how the idea of the words that people were using to describe this part of a woman's body actually mirrored the insults that were thrown on the feminine general. So whoredom, filth, objectification, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, how people talk about it when they're insulting women. That's mm-hmm. how they talk about it. And so it hit me like a lightning bolt, the correlation between how you refer to your intimate parts or how others do and the willingness for you to examine, play, learn, explore, accept, nurture, and in even larger, the willingness for the culture to investigate maternal health, to Absolutely. put the same amount of dollars into exploring you know, what's wrong down here for a woman. Um, and so I bl- even domestic violence, you know. Totally. So. When you make peace right. with your own intimate health yes. with your own vagina, and I'm just going to say it with your own pussy, yeah. it will yes. reverb outside of you. You will want that freedom for other people. And I feel like in, in you know, other, there are other people that have started yes. this work, right? People that yes. we respect and they are, they yes. are experts. But what you're doing by creating, um, by having the retail product to say to women, yeah, this is how you take care of your vagina, of your vulva, what did you call it? The vulva The greater re- vulva region. Greater vulva region. <laughs> well, you can't say labia like the greater and vulva and clitoris every day. Right. You know, it's too long. And vagina is not accurate. That's only the internal canal. So that's um, really important. Yeah. Vagina is only the internal canal. Yeah, that's right. And so when people say V-care, mm-hmm. it's hard to tell sometimes whether they're referring to vulva or something else. Um, I want to go back to something you said, though, because this idea of transparency mm-hmm. around 
acknowledging all of you, that is not just about this particular topic. I believe that applies to everything in culture and everything in your life. If something is so shameful or blacked out that you can't look at it, it actually drives mm. and controls you. And so we want to say anything that is that is uh, hidden is the actual truth of where you absolutely need to go. Mm. That's true about the culture at large around restorative justice in prisons. It's true about... Um, our history it's, as a country, it's true everywhere. Our history as a country, our history relationships, of women, relationships, family secrets. Absolutely. No secrets. No secrets. You are speaking my language, yeah. uh, both personally, professionally, in every way. And I have a great therapist who always says, make the covert overt. And there's so it much freedom in power. that. Yeah. There's so yeah. much freedom in that. So, so, I back, go so, so taking that back to the yeah. product. So um, the, one of the covert secrets that a lot of women have had are what's really going on down there. Mm-hmm. So I had the good fortune to study with a fantastic yogini, Shiva Ray. Oh, um, yes. You know, I had say this linear, strong, masculine Ashtanga practice for a long time. Right. And she added undulation and dance. Mm-hmm. And I went to a yoga teacher training with her, and she taught this uh, an Indian practice called Abhyanga, where you begin at your feet and you anoint every part of your body from head to toe, mm-hmm. and including, she said, touching your genitals and even touching your elimination organs. Okay. And so I was amazed by that, and I did it with affirmations and then began mm-hmm. to see my relationship to my own embodiment change over time, like how yeah. much I started to like really fall in love with my strong calves and, you know, my right. uh, capable back. Right. And... Um, that's so so she she got me going on this investigation. And then I have a lot of kids, so I'm in and out of, like, concerns with that area and a lot of daughters. And I had the uh, sense that there was a problem that women weren't talking about. I started to mix stuff up at home. And then I got hired to do a technology launch of a company that was making a medical device for women's arousal. And I was absolutely astounded mm-hmm. at the number of women who had complaints that um, could easily be addressed through topicals and or lifestyle and or Mm self-love. And so that's when I really got serious about starting this. And the first step I took was to do a big research study Mm -hmm. so that I wouldn't, you know, throw all my retirement money down the drain. (laughs) I... To, to find out what the top concerns were. So I don't want to create needs. I hired a firm to do the okay. research. I, want, I got 3,000 women, 25 to 70. Oh, incredible. And so we were able to say, what, um, what are your concerns? What are your needs? Mm-hmm. And also, where do you go for information? And who do you talk to? Mm-hmm. And the, the most... Sh- resonant to what we were talking about before, part of the response was that they didn't talk to anybody or like 10% talked to their doctor or they went on the internet. But the concerns were very consistent Mm -hmm. across all age groups. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first one was lack of uh, lubrication, dryness, skin tissue, density, laxity Mm -hmm. issues, um, questions of stimulation or or arousal, the ability to self-lubricate, not be lubricated from the outside, as well as freshness and irritation, itching and redness. And then we divided those up by age group. And if you were 25 to 50, you had all of these problems. Mm -hmm. And in a couple of the categories, if you were over 50, which we're using as a proxy for menopause, uh, it went up by a third to a half. Um, There were a couple of categories like the Soothe product that's redness, irritation, and swelling that was universal no matter the age. But for the most part, what I want to say is we're not creating a need. We're responding to needs that people who have not spoken out loud um, because they couldn't or didn't or were ashamed to. So so one of the benefits of 
working at a spa. I always say it's like a women's locker room. It's what I imagine happens in a men's locker room, but for women, right? (laughs) So for so many years, we have been hearing from our clients like, you know, bashfully, you know, well, you know, I am experiencing some dryness or I'm thinking about, um, you know, the, the bio... Uh, hormones. What are those called? Bioidentical again? hormones. Bioidentical yeah. hormones. Have you heard? Oh, I've tried this testosterone cream, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So when we found Honor Bomb, and I have to start with Honor Bomb because I feel like Honor Bomb has addressed the needs of the majority of our clientele. And I will tell you that the, I would say ages 40 something and up mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it addresses issues of dryness or um like discomfort in the tissue not necessarily related to sex mm-hmm. but right can exactly. also thank you for saying that holy moly yeah and and, and when not re- not related to sex though such an important thing about right. the self-care message is that it's generally sexualized or medicalized like shunted off to some back row or back aisle in the drugstore but this right. is for you Right. And and even you know going to the moisture thing. Do you know how the tissues of this area are structured? Let me do a quick little Yeah, tell if me. If you tell were me. able to see me, yeah. you would see me. <laughs> so that just like the mouth, the mm-hmm. top layer of the tissues actually contain no moisture of their own. All oh, of the moisture is in the subcutaneous layer. And so the only way to push it out to the top is for blood, blood flow, flow to come. And that when the blood flow comes in it pushes salivation out mm-hmm. and that can be done through massage. It can mm-hmm. Be done through plants. It can be done through a variety of things. But when someone's saying, "I'm having trouble with moisture," the first thing I say is, "Are you doing ten squats a day?" Right. You know. And right. when you look in the book, we say we use the honor balm mm-hmm. and start at your hip points and like right. good deep massage around the hip points, come right. into the inner groin, then the uh, outer labia, the inner labia, and leave the nourishing plants on overnight. Mm-hmm. Because it's a combination of the physical manipulation and blood flow and the actual touch and the ingredients. So, so what's blowing my mind right now is that Honor Bomb is not um, a lube, though some of our clients are using it right. for lube, right. Right? right? I have used it for lube, <laughs> right. but it's not, um, it, it's not, made specifically for that right it's just made women so much more comfortable so it may i always say to like clients who are interested you know when you go and you get a great wax and you kind of walk with like a little bit of strut <laughs> a little tiny bit of honor bomb when you dress in the morning uh, you know it just i want to call it the strut lotion that's right like that's that. right i'll change it but to think about all the products that are on the market in the local drugstore that are quote unquote lubes right that they actually don't encourage lubrication right they just right make it right wet down there right but then there's arouse and arouse is the product that encourages blood flow right yeah to which has transformed <laughs> the way people are thinking about their person their own lubrication process the key ingredient in that is a Polynesian plant called uh, buzz button or Spilanthes ecmella. Okay. And so they use it in these cultures for oral hygiene because it does that. It makes you foam. Uh-huh. If you bite the head off the flower, mm-hmm. it just really? start bubbling up and salivating. And, and so it does the same thing down there. So it's not a loop, as you said, right. but it does drive the, bring blood flow to the surface. And it's, it's really, it's really lovely. I actually use it on my 
lips. On your lips, yeah. right, yeah. To, to hydrate. And that's how we have <laughs> it people. It it up. Yeah. Sometimes here on the little fine lines are my eyes. Oh, that's smart. We'll have to try that. But I have to tell you, Arouse has been a product that there has been a, across the board, a, a, like a, bought by all ages here because um, – well, I think there are so many reasons, but but because it's different than lube, and yeah. I think people like playing with it. It also has a lot of aphrodisiacs in it: ashwagandha, oh, damiana, no maca, suma, um, at a molecular size that can be delivered transdermally. So these are really long apothecary traditions from all over the world that are in that. In addition aphrodisiacs to that, can yes. Be- delivered right. transdermally. Like you know people take ashwagandha oh, and yeah. stuff like that. So that's what we wanted. Wanted to put in actual things that traditions in South America, mm-hmm. uh, in Ayurvedic culture and everything, they mm-hmm. actually have shown over many centuries to be beneficial and put them in there. So even if it's not your jam to have the tingling and plumping, mm-hmm. or you might be lower sensitivity or higher sensitivity to mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Um, this, the ingredients are still Good this for you. Incredible. So <laughs> just I a go, tiny drop of that, though. Just a tiny, tiny drop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I want to go back to the first, like the first sort of th- the the second thing that that rocked my world is that I saw an interview with you in which you said I want to quote you because I want all the people that tune into this to hear this. Language is the framework from which we make meaning of things. It helps us look at what ideas work and what ideas don't work. Mm. And I think that we can sometimes be so flippant with our language yes. that mm. to, to have heard you say this and to read your book and to experience your products, I thought, no, this is, this is going to be a movement. This is going to be far greater than, you know, just retail here, right? I think you're really going to change things. And what it's done here at Luminous is that it's changed the conversation that the team is having, mm. which then changes mm. the conversation that the team mm. is having with all the clients, right? So there's a little bit of a ripple effect. My, I asked my team today, I said, what do you want to know from Christine Mason? So I have a team from 17 to 53. Um, the majority are in their 20s. And they said, is it okay to say the word pussy? <laughs> is the word pussy okay? Except for in very few evangelical belts and the blue <laughs> bloods of Maine. No, I feel I feel that that word is being reclaimed. Okay. It still has a little bit of a naughty edge to it mm-hmm. in some way. And because we're on this mission to name your parts for what they actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I think I, I was telling you that there's a, a movement in Sweden where yes, they start very this. young with preschool and they've created a, a name for that part of a girl's uh, anatomy that they then learn from a very young age so they can refer to it like it's their elbow or whatever, a normal part of themselves. And since we don't have that yet in the culture, although maybe you and I can yeah, come up with one, with one today, yeah. that that's really vital. I say say it with... Um, prudence about how people in general are and if they're if they're not open to it then just mm-hmm. use the actual anatom- anatomical terms vulva labia etc um, there's a, a bunch of women out there who are writing books and using it Zoe Kors one of our one of our ambassadors mm-hmm. um, actually has a newsletter that you can subscribe to where every day you get 
an email from your own pussy, mm-hmm. and it addresses you by the name <laughs> that you wanted to call you. <laughs> so it's it basically saying that there's another brain, mm-hmm. that you have an intuition that rests in the belly, and you have an intuition that rests in your genitalia, and that if something is good for you or attractive for you, you'll know it if you're tuned into that part of your body. I, so yeah. I have that in my notes, yeah. um, that you say that there's it's another perceptor, is that the word that you use? Another way to perceive and to understand how we feel about something. And I feel like we typically think about that for men, right? Like their power, so much we think comes from that area. But then what? Does it make you feel receptive? Are you turned on? Is it open? Is your desire around that? Are you relaxed? That's a really good one. Particularly, we're talking earlier a little bit about safety. That's right. And one of the key things for a woman is to be dropped into her body enough that she can let down Mm -hmm. and receive something or someone or an idea. Mm -hmm. And it's in that receptivity that all your most creative work is happening, that all your most creative activities are happening. Mm -hmm. And that includes the creation of life. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole relationship between starting to drop in feel your whole body and then um allow right and we're thinking about you know are our shoulders up to our ears and are our spines straight and you know we're we're feeling all parts of our body and and hopefully we are in tune with that but we're not feeling anything down there or if we are we're not talking about it I love that you're saying, so you just, you can try it right now. Okay. So um, in, you do, you do yoga, yes. you have a yoga practice. So, you know, Mula Bandha mm-hmm. is this pulling up of the whole, this little intersection muscles at the base of the body. So you imagine your tailbone dropping down and that little X lifting up and hugging it. And then you zip your belly in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of notice what happens and then zip the zip a little higher, then squeeze the outer hips to the inner hips, and all of a sudden you've got like a strong base totally. off of which you're rising. And that there's a connection not just with receptivity, but also with stability and power that that's comes right. into play when you start noticing what's happening in this part of your body that's been numbed out. A lot of women are numb, and that is trauma, that is blacking right. things out that have happened to them, that's childbirth trauma, um, a lot of things like that. So I wouldn't, there's no one way to do it. The reason we, one of the reasons I called the book The Invitation mm-hmm. is because it's not like, here's a command, go do this. It's like, if you feel like being subtly coaxed into a new place relative to your own body, do it at your own pace, do it when you're ready, mm-hmm. and notice what arises. And right. so make it gradual, It does, particularly if it's something that's uncomfortable for you. You know, when, because we, we test, I personally test every single thing here. When I tested Honor Bomb the first time, I said, oh my God, I didn't even know I was uncomfortable. Uh-huh. What else am I not noticing? <laughs> right? I'm so much more comfortable now that I'm using the Honor Bomb. And what else am, am I noticing? And, and this is you know, what you're saying about increasing the blood flow to the area and that, you know, as you're talking about, this this is a part of our power about, you know, when you when you engage the Mulabanda, when you yes. when when you align everything and and you kind of bring your energy in, this is power. So how am I thinking that I'm going to stand powerfully in this world if my ankles are aligned over my knees, my knees then a big blank spot and then what I'm going yeah. to my shoulders <laughs> there you go you know now so, you got it. <laughs> right so I'm like vi- visualizing all of this um and it's 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 interesting because at the spa we're having these conversations more it's still hard I'm by no means a yes. prude it's still 
difficult to, you know, talk to women and say, you know, if you're experiencing any dryness and they're like, oh, no, 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 I I, I don't experience any dryness. Like, well, I, what? right. One out of every two women is. So they could be it's, accurate. They absolutely. So I say, I say like more joy, less suffering. It's it's there's the part of it that's just about if you're experiencing dryness. There's the other part that's just like, hey, I had a really long day. I spent 10 minutes before bed uh, massaging stuff into my hips and putting a little here and giving my gratitudes and telling me I'm thankful for my body. And it doesn't have to be a problem driven. You're actually allowed to just have joy. For no reason. For pleasure, for <laughs> pleasure's sake. Fun. And and you want to take care of that skin and you want to feel good about your – it's nice. It's a nice – it's a nice ritual at the end of the day. You know, uh, one of – some of the things that are my favorite rituals are, are all skincare things, right? Like I enjoy cleansing my skin and moisturizing my skin and applying my lotion and mm-hmm. – um, you know, I do it every single day. It just relaxes me. I feel connected. And I noticed when I, I learned about your products that when I put my lotion on my entire body, I, you know, do my legs, I do everything. And then I'm like, I every day I have the thought, do I, do I put this near my vagina? Or oh. do I not? What do I do with oh. that skin? Oh. And oh. Soothe, the Soothe Skin Cream yeah. has solved that for me. Because the, the part that I, I, I know we said that it's you know, high quality plant-based ingredients, but the the products are so clean yeah. that you could put them anywhere. Right. And they won't harm you. We, we always joking that this product, the Soothe product, is the one that's most popular among men who steal their wife's products. Really? <laughs> is it really? Yeah, oh. I get comments from guys who are putting on an eczema and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, you know, I'm a little bit of a skincare junkie. Oh, yeah. And I was making, this was the first one I made. I made this at home initially. When I made it at home, I put in Arnica and all the things that ended up in it anyhow, except right. by, when I took it to the actual chemist, who's an amazing chemist. He did Paracone. He does a lot of That's great so lines. Cool. And he uh, laughed me out of the building on the first round. He said, this looks like a cookie recipe, but give it over. And he turned it into a really exceptional formula. So it's got Arnica, mm-hmm. Calendula, Comfrey, everything for redness, irritation, swelling, all that kind of stuff. So it works on my daughter, puts it on. Her eyelid her eczema. Eye. Right. And I think you'll like it. The boys steal it for muscle aches because it's got that arnica in it. So I, uh, we've had a huge acceptance of Soothe from the spin crowd. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the That's hot right. yoga crowd. That's right. That's right. Because I think like any irritation any in chafing. that area, any chafing. Particularly the inner labia hang lower than the outer labia. It's mm-hmm. a real, that's that's a very nice product for that. Again, a little goes a long way. Right. Yeah. So, so, that's, so that's been incredible. Another thing that the workout crowd loves is the refresh spray. Okay. Can you talk to us about the refresh spray a little bit? The surfactants and soaps don't don't belong down there. Um, the one thing I'm always wanting to make sure people know is we do not want to deodorize your natural smell. Your pheromones are amazing. There's nothing right. wrong with the way you smell. Uh, that we basically want to clean the outside and keep the vaginome free of bacteria okay. and not irritate it. So witch hazel, aloe, as a base, and then a little bit of tea tree, lavender, hydrogen peroxide, and a few things that are natural antibacterials. Oh. So it cleanses and it refreshes. But it's not right. You're not. Put, it's not like right. you're perfuming. No perfuming. You're, right. What is it? The greater vulva region. Thank you. Look at you I'm with try- the precise language. I try. I really, really, really try. Um, so that's also been a huge hit. But what what's the nicest part about having the products is that. We can say to them, no, you guys, you don't understand this founder. 
and her family because that's another thing that I want to talk to you about. Like this is a family business essentially, right? You're yeah, it was not intended to be a family business. So so tell so tell us about that. <laughs> so I, I when I started formulating, I was hanging out with my daughter and she's like, Yeah, 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 whatever, another new project of yours. Right. And <laughs> and one night I was actually at her house and she's a she's a professor at Parsons School of Design. Okay. I was at her house and she was sitting next to her roommate, Maria, who's over for dinner. And I'm like, I'm doing this. I know exactly what I want. I want the top packaging designer in the country. And Maria says, I did Fenty, you know? Oh like I am the top packaging That's designer me. in the country. And I said, Well, well what a you, coincidence. will you do it? Will you give it? <laughs> right? And she said yes. And so it was that so so Sam was there from the beginning, right. but she's like a person in her own right. She's got a bridal business. She has yeah. a son. So I uh, was very reluctant to drag her in. And mm-hmm. little by little, she'd start doing the Instagram feed. She's, oh, did you meet this person? Right. And now she is really helping out a lot with partnerships, alliances, training, um, because we needed it. We needed it. Uh, and then my son, who I've been in business with on many ventures, okay. uh, co-investor, runs a lot of things for, with me, um, is running ops in out of our Los Angeles office. Wow. And then we have this amazing woman, Michelle, who came from Aveda, mm-hmm. uh, just does tremendous work, also very committed to women's issues. I think she did TEDx Women and a wow. bunch of other stuff before this as part of her hobbies. And we're super committed to being engaged in the community with that stuff. Um, I can't recruit the others. No. They all have their own lives. Okay. I'm not saying I wouldn't <laughs> want to. Um, there's a, it's a little odd being in a family business. You know, it takes, you have, and particularly it's for the people who aren't in the family. Right. So you have to, be, I, have, I feel like to be very careful to treat them all equally and professionally. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that's a little, that's a little tricky, but it makes me really happy. Is, so you've been in business with your son before. Yes. But never with your other right. children. Oh, right. Okay. So this that's is, right. this is that's like right. now, like, Real family business because there's more than one right. kind That's of thing right. going on. That's right. Samantha came here to train us, and I was so impressed <laughs> because one, she knows everything inside and out about the products, but you know, the team was a little shy that day. And when I tell you that every day we talk about vaginas in every capacity and the greater vulva region and every capacity and I'm so impressed Erica we I know we re- we really do uh, even before rosebud but now that rosebud is a thing it's like we talk about it all the time and Samantha we she came in and I said don't worry the team's like they're so excited they're going to and they went quiet as mouses uh-huh. or mice <laughs> they were wait mices mices <laughs> They went super quiet. And so she really had to like, you know, have the conversation. And and that's when they were like, oh, man, we really have to think about the language that we use around our bodies. Yeah, I really love it when people talk about it with directness, warmth and compassion and reverence, because the flipness has an edge to it. You know, like that thing we're talking about with the word pussy, it's it's got a sharpness Mm -hmm. that masks discomfort. That's right. You know, and so you sit, you sink in a little bit and you're like, yeah, that's a part of my body. We can, we can talk about that without having to rush over it. That is so I, I, I appreciate you um, having her here to, to do that mm-hmm. and opening up your, your staff to that. So I, I, I want to read one thing that you wrote in your blog, the 760 words for pussy, few of them kind, <laughs> because oh. when I read it, it brought me to tears. Oh. And I want to share it 
um, here with everybody who's watching and listening. Um, You write, when we name the pussy as sacred, we do this in part to arrest the pathology of a culture that has turned away from the feminine. Mm. And we also do it for ourselves to come back into wholeness. The part this part of a woman exists in wholeness with and for the rest of her body, not to be in service of another. Make it again a temple, a cathedral, a sanctum. Find a word that is beautiful to you. Say it aloud. Say it in the presence of others, especially men. <laughs> Don't whisper it. It's an important step in re-honoring the feminine. Women can integrate a renewed love of and vision of the pussy into our overall love of our bodies, right up there with lips and hips and shining eyes. Words matter. They encode our values. Use the honoring ones. That, Christine Mason, is... (laughs) Everything. I wrote that. Really, you wrote that. You <laughs> that wrote so that. good, and <laughs> I, it, it, I mean, it is so powerful. Yeah, it's a powerful. Idea. It's powerful because we can change. You talk a lot about activation. It's not just about yeah. ideas. How do we activate it? Yeah. And for me, I'm activating your mission by considering my own pussy differently, by remembering. It is a part of my whole and not just for a service for another. Mm-hmm. And that in itself starts the ripple effect. It, it starts healing and it starts rippling and the team's feeling it and the clients are feeling it. And I hope the whole world feels it. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that on so many levels. It opened a world for me. You know, there's also the piece of like, I learn every day something new. Mm-hmm. And when I dropped into this piece, piece what came next was the idea of slowing down and being receptive and really feeling into your own body also allowed me to then feel into and be present more with you Mm -hmm. or with the stranger on the street Mm -hmm. and that the whole idea of receptivity in the culture is one of those things that that is at the root of a lot of the lack of receptivity is at the root of a lot of damage Mm -hmm. i've been trying to remove the word feminine from values that are soft because we all know that feminine also contains the fierceness of a woman who's protecting her child Uh, it, it, it contains aggression it has strength in it and instead to replace it with the ang- the language of the Tao, which is uh, yin and yang. Mm-hmm. And you hear those also, these That's pairs right. of opposites. But that yin are the soft, receptive lunar qualities, and that yang are these active, forceful solar qualities. And that it's contained in each one of us as an individual, but that even... You know, even women have been told lately, like, you'll notice this huge uptick in women superheroes with guns. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, mm-hmm. That's, That's great. Uh, you're now actually yangifying yeah, that's right. what is a feminine ideal. You can have both. And that I'd really love to see the yin brought, because it, the yin brought back in the masculine, mm-hmm. in the male-bodied people, yeah. and the yang and yin imbalance in women. Mm-hmm. And then see what that does to our receptivity to earth, to right. nature, to all of the systems that we're a part of. Right. Uh, you probably would be able to think seven generations out if you were slowing down a little bit, I mm-hmm. think. So, yeah, the language of 
acknowledgement and acceptance and you are worthy and you are nature, all of that stuff is 100% in line with how you talk to your all of yourself. Yes. Yeah. And our daughters and our granddaughters our and hopefully their daughters. I thank you so much you. for helping bring this awareness to so many people. Um, but really, I really personally want to thank you for helping me reconsider um, my entire body, including my greater vulva area, vulvular area. Um, I really, really appreciate the work that you're doing and know that even in Hohokus, New Jersey, there are many, <laughs> many women who are benefiting from your mission and your products and your intentional words. Thank you. And may, may your daughter, who's mm -hmm. 10, you said? 10 years old. She, Sophie, mm -hmm. that she never has to worry about this. Mm -hmm. You know, that she knows it from the very beginning that all of her is worthy. That's right. All of her is nature. That's right. And... May it be so. May it be so. Thank All you right. so much, Christine. Thank you, Erica. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Luminous Life Podcast. If you like the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. And to check out all things Beauty Skin Soul, you can find us at www.getluminous.com. See you next time.